The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Look, I don't know if it's the snow. I don't know if it's because people are trapped indoors, but there seems to be a lot of stress right now in Vancouver. Elias Pettersson, is he going to sign? Stop stressing Vancouver because you know why? Sweden has blessed your Vancouver Canucks. More on that next year on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer for Daily Hive and also your co-host here of Locked On Canucks. Before we dive in the episode, we got to thank you. Yeah, I'm talking to you for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It is your team every damn day. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I also got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com. Calm. Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Canucks, time to hand out some flowers. I know we can't see any flowers right now because of the snow, but no worries. Kyle and I got the flowers. And you know what? First and foremost, the guy that deserves them is Patrick Alvin. He, oh. And then he's another example, a prime example of why Sweden blesses the Vancouver Canucks. So I think Kyle's going to ask me some questions about the Alvin article that came out and some of Alvin's work recently. I know Kyle did a solo episode on that last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tuned in uh, on YouTube live. Uh, but my daughter was, you know, painting my face with makeup. Man, it couldn't Whoa. take me a long time to get out of my beard. It was actually ridiculous. I like it. I'm um, also going to talk about Elias Pettersson because, you know, his contract is a hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we've talked quite a bit about the contract, but I want to talk about how Elias Pettersson has changed since becoming a Vancouver Canuck. Uh, and also maybe I might do some yelling uh, towards the end of this episode. Ooh. I might do some yelling throughout. But I'm going to yell and introduce my co-host, Kyle Bowen. What's going on, buddy? I'm live at Levi Stadium right now. Go Pack Go, right? My Packers big game this weekend. I, I honestly think I'm closer and closer to becoming a Super Bowl champion. I didn't think that was going to be the case this season. Uh, that being said, enough about me, okay? Talk way too much about myself, okay? Begsy Bauman, whatever. Locked on Canucks, whatever. This is the show that produces the, the West Coast pi- bias for the people, okay? I almost said the pious. That's how much I'm addicted to P.U. Suda right now, okay? Again, home of the West Coast bias. Shout out to the Don't Doze Art Lab. Not there right now because of the snow, but we're still here. Talking about your Vancouver Canucks, we blessed. And Begsy, man, I went on a ramble yesterday, okay? If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check it out. The interview with Patrick Alvin. No, we did not interview him, but Ian McIntyre did. And it was alarming and also insightful and also full of confidence and also full of trauma. It really was. It was a lot. Go read the article. Go listen to the episode. And let me now ask Trevor the question I've been dying to ask him for the last 12 hours. Uh, what were your thoughts on the article? Are you confident like screw the whole Pedersen thing, okay? It's it's not just about Pedersen. It's about the team. Are you more confident in the future of the Vancouver Canucks while reading that article or after reading that article? I don't know if I'm necessarily more confident in the future of the Canucks, but I definitely had more confidence in Alvin after reading that article. Now, here's the caveat, right? Alvin is doing this interview. It's typed up after the fact. You know, the words in this article look fantastic. I even think the way he started the article with, you know, I think Enid McIntyre asked, like, are you surprised that, you know, you started, you know, 27-11-3, best team in the NHL? And his first answer to that was, 
I don't think we look at the record. I think we look at more of the details of how we want to play. Again, you know, this is a guy who could be like, yeah, we're surprised that we're the best team in the NHL uh, because no one saw this coming. Alvin didn't see this coming, uh, but he was polished with his answer there. But he, this, I don't think it's necessarily Alvin, you know, taking media training, although that could be the case. But he's preached this since day one, mm-hmm. that the day-to-day habits in this organization have to be better, that the Canucks are trying to build a winning culture. Now, these might just be buzzwords, and they would certainly be seen as buzzwords if the Canucks weren't winning. But based on what they're doing right now, winning a ton of hockey games, seemingly doing it the right way, from bringing in Rick Toggett to the staff they've brought in, to the players they've got in. And mm-hmm. I know they go they get some flack for bringing in all these ex-Penguins and all this stuff, but man, oh man, it is hard to complain with anything yeah. that Patrick Ovin has done right now. Like, what are we, we were bitching about the Riley Stillman trade. And I, yeah, that was a bad trade. Mm-hmm. I guess they traded all-star Jason Dickinson away, if you think about it. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, it's been a pretty clean sheet for Patrick Ovin. Not only a clean sheet, but he is, you know, remarkably, he's made this team better in a short amount of time. Yeah, and I think I saw Daniel Wagner, Pasa DeBoulis, talk about how people need to stop giving even a little bit of credit to Jim Benning for what's happening with the Vancouver Canucks this season, and that's because the floor, which is ultimately holding this team back, and I think in, in general terms, the floor ultimately holds back a lot of teams from taking the next step because hockey is such a team sport. You can't just have the superstars, you know what I'm saying, doing the work for you. Uh, Patrick Alvin and company have brought in so much depth over the last 12 months to this team, and I don't know if I've ever seen this outside of maybe the Las Vegas Golden Knights doing what they did at the expansion draft. You know what I'm saying? For real. Every single guy that they brought in, every single quote-unquote misfit, every single guy they brought in on a one-year deal, whatever, they've hit home runs. Patrick Alvin and company, Jim Rutherford and company, they're intelligent. They're working hard, too. This is not luck. They're doing the most. And more importantly, for us and you and you and you and you, bruh, they're not satisfied, man. Uh, my, my favorite thing from that whole article, again, there, there's so much there. There's so much about Kuzmenko. There's so much about Pedersen. Screw, screw those guys. It's about the team, okay? My favorite thing was Patrick Alvin talking about how, yeah, he owes it to the players to bring some additions in to help this team, but he's still wary of wanting to see more to kind of ultimately decide what type of caliber of player they're bringing in. So again, the standard has not been set for the Vancouver Canucks. It's continuing to be raised, and that's the that's the new way of the Vancouver Canucks, man, getting back to elite status. Yeah, and I uh, again, you talk about the role players they brought in, and one guy that was highlighted in this article was Teddy Bluger. Mm-hmm. And, and look how much we've talked about that third line this year, right? Dakota Joshua, Teddy Bluger, and Connor Garland. Even before, you know, this misfit line came about it was pew Suter who looked good on that line before his injury right so i mean you're talking about i'm gonna mention pew Suter in there four players who you know three of them were brought in by this team but even connor garland mm-hmm. connor garland was seen as a top six winger you know bruce Boudreau was trying to play him as much um as soon as rick talk came in like garland had basically been a third line player mm-hmm. since last season and i remember asking garland about that at end of season media availability because i found it kind of strange you know you know, with the Arizona Coyotes, Garland's playing 18 and a half minutes. And, you know, I think we know now it's just because there's no one else in Arizona. But still, I think many saw Garland's a top six player. Here he was under Tockett, a guy who he'd played for before. And he's playing 50 minutes tonight, playing on the third line. Mm-hmm. It was a little odd, but look where they are now, right? That third line last year, Almond, Joshua, and Garland looked good. But right now, that third line of, you know, Joshua, Bluger, and Garland, and even Suter before, has looked fantastic. And mm-hmm. again, look at Joshua, you know, 
the scouting department did a fantastic job with him. Pugh Suter getting him on a bargain contract. He's looked great. Teddy Bluger, again, and one of the guys that Alvin highlighted in the article. It's just that everything they've done in this organization in terms of getting guys on value contracts, bringing in the right guys, the pro scouting. Alvi mentioned this article is too, too, not just, you know, guys who are good hockey players, but guys who fit our culture. Um, again, these are things when you're losing team, I think seem like buzzwords, but when you're as good as the Canucks, no, you really think they're onto something here. They are, man. And I can only speak for myself, but I'm becoming more and more of a huge fan of this guy. And you know, whatever happens in the future with the Vancouver Canucks, again, a lot of question marks for a first place team. I mean, Again, their best player, arguably, doesn't have a contract. Their best player, arguably, may not want to be here in Vancouver for a long time. You know, he wants to be on a winning team, a good team. Is that Vancouver? I don't know. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm just I'm just confident that whatever happens with the Vancouver Canucks, I know it's a player-run league, and you, you, need, you need the players to do it. I, I'm, I'm always speaking. I'm preaching that. You know, it's the players first. That, that's who gets the job done. Uh, this all being said, uh, what, what's at the top is... I feel like in the 0.1% of the league. And that's only 40-plus games into this season. They have a lot to prove. They have a lot of playoff success to, you know, do their thing. But again, Alvin and company doing the most. Okay, so Sweden has blessed the Vancouver Canucks. Patrick Alvin, uh, he's he's on pace, man. He's on pace to become the best Canucks GM of all time, okay? It's just the truth. It's just the truth. Uh, uh, speak more on him in general, okay? You're talking about Sweden blessing the Vancouver Canucks. So what, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I think that's self-explanatory, right? You know, Sedin's two of the best players in franchise history, arguably the two best players in franchise history. Uh, Marcus Naslin before them. Now you have Elias Pettersson. Uh, you know, Alex Edlick, some people might think was the best blue liner in, in team history before Quinn Hughes showed up. It just seems like there's this, uh, a history of star Swedish players blessing the Canucks. And not just star Swedish players, but guys at the top. Like Marcus Naslin was considered the best player on the West Coast Express team. Uh, the Sedins, the best players um, on the era after that. And now you have Alvin, the first Swedish general manager in NHL history coming in and doing a bang-up job for your Vancouver Canucks. I mean, you no, know, Sweden's my second favorite country in the world, man. Are you kidding me? I haven't even been there. Dude, when is, when is Rogers I Arena... I the blue and yellow. Let's go. When, when is Rogers Arena going to be called Ikea Arena? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> could you imagine that? Could, yeah, you imagine, soon, could you imagine the Jumbotron being made out of Ikea stuff? The whole arena just made out Ikea stuff. Could you imagine that? A community-driven arena built, like all the fans coming in to build all the stuff. Uh, did you know the Green Bay Dude, Packers I, I are owned wish... by the fans? Can the Canucks be owned by the fans one day? You know, I, I, I wish the fans owned uh, Rogers that should be Ikea Arena and that they had the same prices as the hot dogs there. Man, oh, man, food's cheap at Ikea, man. You'll bring those prices how about, those meatballs, How about those meatballs, go, man? How about those meatballs? How about those meatballs? I know you like a bunch of meatballs in your mouth, buddy. I do. It's funny. Last time I was there, I actually didn't get them because I made Swedish meatballs myself. But, you know, subtle flex, man. You know, you I like those sticky I, meatballs I in your I'm, mouth. I'm the perfect housewife. Begsy loves sticky meatballs in his mouth. Mm -hmm. He loves it dripping out the side of his mouth, all right? That's what he loves. Okay, anyways, uh, let me get to this trade proposal. Did you have something to say more on Albine uh, before I cut you off? Because I got this nope. trade proposal that I want to yell at, okay? J Jimmy Canuck, bro. I was going to name my son Jimmy not too long ago, but Jimmy Canuck, he keeps saying the most, and I'm a big fan of this guy, but again, saying the most, look at this trade proposal, man. He's ready to get rid of Pedersen, okay? He wants to trade Pedersen, Hoaglander, Puck Colson, and a first-round pick to Columbus for Kent Johnson, Adam Fantilli, David Yurichek, and Boone Jenner. All in all, Trevor, I'm going to leave you at this before we get to the second segment because it's going to be all about Pedersen, okay? 
If Patterson does not sign a deal prior to the trade deadline, are you thinking about it? No, I'm not because the Canucks are ready to contend for a Stanley Cup. You trade away Pedersen now? This team isn't going to win a Stanley Cup. Of course, I mean, man. There's some know, people there out there that want him gone ASAP. I mean, that, that certainly seems. Shout out to Jamie Canuck. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you commenting. That certainly seems like a, kind of like an anti-European stance. Right? Oh, Those guys are out there. Those guys are out there, whoa. right? Uh, some guys want the North American guys in the roster. Now, David Yerchuk was included in there, but, you know, he's a big, you know, Czech right shot defenseman. Um, Dude. I don't know if either team is doing it, to be honest with you. I think Columbus is pretty stoked about the future with Johnson, Fantilli, Dude, and so dude, great shut players, up, dude. Columbus would do the best player in that package, right? Columbus would do that um, ASAP, bro. Come on, bro. All those other guys, like, they? dude, they got they? they got potential. Pedersen's like in the dude. Co- shut up, Trevor. Pedersen's one of the best five players in the league when he's on. Okay, Columbus is making but that think trade, about it, right? Okay, this is this, this is. This, oh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Okay, let me bring right? it up again. Let me if bring you're it again. Columbus, look at Jimmy. You're nowhere near contending, even with Pedersen on the team. Look how uh, bad the Canucks were. No, you're a lot, bro. Years here, even with Pedersen no. at the top of his game. But dude, right? Okay, Fantilli, okay. Fantilli is 18 years old, right? He theoretically could be just as good as Pedersen. But even if not, you would take Yurichek, who is could be a, a top pairing right shot stud for a long time, already playing NHL games, looking good. Ken Johnson, fifth overall pick. Um, I can't remember the other player. Oh, Boone Jenner. Yeah, well, Boone okay. Jenner's old, whatever. So Patterson changes <laughs> culture, like though. Patterson goes there. He works hard. He does his thing. All the other players start working hard. You know, he's one of those guys. Okay, you know what was dumb of me for bringing, yeah. up, for, for bringing up the whole trade deadline, deadline type of thing with Patterson? Because obviously that's not going to happen. But, uh, again, I'm just traumatized, man. My stomach hurts sometimes when reading about Elias Patterson and him wanting to be on a good team. And, yeah, the Vancouver Canucks not being like number one possibly on his list who knows man there's a lot of things going on anyways begsy i know you got to give a shout out to one of our sponsors one of our beautiful sponsors and i want to give a shout out to the people man one love to the people new subscribers every day shout out to all the ogs uh, we're trying to do something big here and it's not possible without you and you and you and you and again your first place vancouver canucks providing all that mojo begsy who we shouting out all right let's talk a little more about Elias Pettersson on the other side, but first I'm going to shout out Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if Kyle or one of my other buddies got sick or couldn't get it up. While a supply, chain, a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication or boner pills, thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jay's Medical. The Jay's case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to you and you, and it could even happen to you. So go visit jaysmedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Save some money in 2024, okay? It's never been more, it's never been more important to be prepared than today. Health is wealth, baby. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your first purchase. Okay, okay, we back on Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. And remember, this is the show that gives you only the West Coast bias. On that note, 
just know this. The Vancouver Canucks are Stanley Cup favorites, okay? For real. This season is real. It's real. And the road to June, not just April, starts now. Speaking of which, okay, Dingbat, uh, one of my favorite commenters as well. Uh, talking about this, okay? Signing an extension during the season is a curse. And then also talks about it affecting the player psyche. Look, for irrational people like me, emotional people like me, I think that I don't attach myself to narratives like that because, again, I get stressed out. But when Dingbat is saying those things, it kind of goes back to what Trevor's been saying the whole time. And it's like, yo, calm down. Pedersen doesn't want to sign a contract during the season. It's all good. Like, it doesn't seem like a big deal to us. Like, it should be easy, right? You've played in Vancouver a long time. We're stacked. We got the, the Pittsburgh regime. We got superstars. It should be easy. Dude. It's $100 million. It's a lot of money. It's, just, it's the future of his life. Maybe he just wants to focus on hockey this season, blah, 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 get the job done before talking about the contract. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, one of the things I think about with the Pedersen contract, and it's, you know, kind of the back of the thing in fans' minds, is that, you know, no one knows what Pedersen's thinking, right? Nobody knows uh, what Elias Pedersen, like how he's leaning towards, how he feels. We can all assume how he feels, but no one really knows, right? And I do think part of it, and it's a question I want to ask is, you know, did the media change Elias Pettersson? Because I think they kind of did, right? You know, you look at Elias Pettersson in his rookie season. He's given the death stares. He's kind of given interesting, quirky answers in scrums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in year two, he's kind of doing more of the social media. And then he goes in a slump and then kind of shuts it all down, right? Mm-hmm. So I do think, and, and maybe it's not necessarily like, oh, bad Vancouver media, negative Vancouver media. But just kind of the pressures of playing in a in a pressure cooker market kind of changed Pettersson a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. Does that mean he doesn't want to resign with the Canucks? I don't think so, but no one can read his mind, right? So that's why it's still a question that we're kind of, you know, debating here. Dude, because like, there's barely been anything being said, and I get it too. Like, Vancouver's a pressure cooker and blah, 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 and he doesn't want to talk contract. But, yo, EP40, talk to your people, because if that's, like, part of the narrative or part of the uh, the reasoning on why you're moving the way you're moving, then why'd you take that boat ride with Elliot Friedman in September? in Sweden or in August, you know what I'm saying? To be open about how you don't want to sign to the end of the season. How about you just say, I just want to stay in Vancouver and calm down the noise. We're all learning here, dude. He's not perfect. Straight up. But, you know, at the time, Kyle, at the time, we got to remember, Canucks had missed the playoffs in three straight years. Exactly. The whole year under Boudreaux had been an absolute bleep show. Exactly. It It had been some rough times in Vancouver. So, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think that at the time, maybe he wasn't sure if he wanted to stay in Vancouver. Yeah. I think that was a possibility, but I just think, based on the way things are going this season, based on what's happened under a Swedish general manager and Patrick Alvin, and I'm not saying all get along, not all Canadians get along, but I'm just saying, what's gone on in Vancouver, uh, the transformation of this organization over the past 12 months or so uh, has been pretty remarkable, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's you know, lost on Pedersen, so... Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of noise out there, and I might get towards it at the end of the show. Um, but, you know, a, a lot of noise out there. But, I again, I'm not stressed over the Hey, speaking contract. of noise, speaking of noise, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, look at Mr. Whale. Pedersen is waiting. And, and thanks for the comments again. Pedersen is waiting for the regular season slash playoffs to play out to see enough the success and the winning is real before he resigns. And for, for a super competitive guy, right? Like, he's a real competitor, elite athlete. He wants to win. Look at the way he plays. He puts his body on the line. He does his thing, right? That makes sense. He wants to see if this is real. He knows it's only been 40-plus games. So here's a little message to Vancouver, okay? And I don't think I have to say this message for it to happen, but let's say April rolls around, round one of the playoffs. Be louder than ever before. Be louder than 94. Be louder than 2011, okay? Don't wait till June 
to scream at the top of the top of your lungs. Give Pedersen the goosebumps in April because he's never done that. He's never played a home playoff game. He's never been in an arena in the NHL for a playoff game, you know, let alone ours. Let him hear the noise coming out of the Vancouverites at Rogers Arena. Give him the goosebumps, give him that feeling, and he'll get closer and closer to picking up that pen and that phone to get that contract done. Because, again, he's an elite athlete. Once he feels that, he'll know it's real. And let's be honest and let's be real. It doesn't get better than the West Coast, the best coast of Canada. And for just in general, too, like you want to want to be an ultimate legend in the world of hockey? How about you bring the Stanley Cup finally back to Stanley Park in Vancouver? It's just the truth. That's a, that's a different type of legacy. So... Back to Mr. Wales' point, I do agree. A lot of a lot more winning has to happen for this contract to be done. I, I'll say it right here, and I, I guarantee this. If the Canucks only make round one of the playoffs and they lose in six games, bro, Pedersen's not signing. Pedersen's not signing. Look, even look at Matthew Kachuk, 110 points or whatever that season he well, played with Calgary. They got to the second round, and he left. It wasn't good enough. You know what I'm saying? I think the Vancouver Canucks have to make a deep run. They have to get to the final four to sign Elias Pedersen. I think it was different with Kachuk, to be honest with you. I mean, Kachuk was an American who who clearly wanted to go back to America. Um, he clearly knew, I think, at the time that Johnny Goudreau probably wasn't going to resign in Calgary. I think that probably was known in the dressing room uh, or maybe between them two. So I think more played into it, Matthew Kachuk. I mean, Pedersen is not going to go and leave and go back to the SHL. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I know um, that. I, I still don't think, you know, if the team chokes and there's some drama in the, in the locker room maybe it's a bit different i don't even want to put that in the atmosphere man okay i'm getting but, you emotional know, I, I do think you know there's again it's fair to feel some trauma and i'm gonna make this point maybe before we cut the break but you know we're so you know you watching right now whether you're an everyday or occasionalist or whatever you know you're a big hockey fan right uh even if you're just a casual hockey fan i mean if you're tuning in the show you're probably somewhat of a hardcore canucks fan right mm-hmm. I think hardcore sports fans, because we follow the sport so closely, because we talk about this, follow this on a daily basis, because we watch all the games, we get a little bit too, you know, obsessed with the drama of it, mm-hmm. right? Like, will Pedersen side will he or won't he, right? It's kind of like, you know, I, I've, I've said before, you know, I, I work in the financial industry. We tell clients, do not check your statement every day. That ain't good for your mental health. So thinking about Pedersen's contract every day, also ain't good for your mental health, man. Just relax. Whoa. And, you know, again, are you taking a happen. shot at it me? It will happen at some point. Are you taking a shot at me? I'm taking a are shot you, at you, Are you man? telling like me to said, go to therapy? You can just tell me to go to therapy, man. You can just tell me to go to therapy, man, and be a good friend. You don't got to take low blows at me, all right? I thought this was your therapy, Locked on Canucks. Fair enough. It is, man. Shout out to all the listeners, the watchers. I'm not that stressed out. I'm just, this is just a different time, okay? First place, all this stuff, and Stanley Cup dreams. I should just be focused on the moment and what's happening. Here I am, kind of like, oh, dude, we still haven't signed Pedersen. Anyways, Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs. Shout out to all the people. Dude, I just found out one of the listeners, Jimmy's actually Harpoon. Remember Harpoon? I had a feeling, too, because they oh. talk the same. Unreal, dude. Harpoon changing his name. He's probably got probably got like five passports. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Junior oh, wants to know man. like where where do you find wild cows roaming? If you if you guys are new to the show, remember Trevor Bags. He hunts for his family. He's the best father in the world, and he goes out to out into the woods every Monday to find a cow so he can bring home that meat and not spend a lot of money at the grocery store. So like, where do you find a cow in the wilderness, man? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to divulge my secrets. Okay, fair enough. But um, you know, I tend to head to uh to to greener, flatter pastures. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't want to divulge my secrets on the show here on Locked On. You got to protect your family. In the act, you know? that's, someone, that's someone's cow, man. That's someone's cow. And that's your family. Anyways, Locked On Canucks, yeah. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Who we shouting out before we get to Beggsy's ballot on the other side? All right, yeah. So, sorry for taking shots at you, Kyle, but I feel like I'm going to take some shots here in Beggsy's ballot uh, to end <laughs> off the episode. But before we do that, I got a shout out indeed. You know, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. You, If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data. A matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates later. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employees in, agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality of matches compared to other job sites, according to a, a, a recent Indeed survey. You know what I love about Indeed is Indeed, like I said, they're fast, okay? And guess what? When I'm in the bedroom, I'm fast too, way. Eh? I'm going for the new world record. Let's go. Uh, Indeed might be a better fast than me, um, but, you know, with Indeed, you know, Listeners of the show, oh, whoa, whoa, I lost my point. Oh, no. Uh, you get Indeed is, is fast, baby. And they can you can join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show, guess what? You will get a $75 sponsored job credit whoa. Uh, to get more of your job's visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We back, we back, talking Vancouver Canucks, everything. Okay, my name Kyle Bowen. That right there, Trevor Beggs. Shout out to the people joining us live here on YouTube, and shout out to everyone listening to us on your favorite podcatcher, uh, leave us a review. Why not? Tell us how we doing. Again, your team every day. Your team maybe twice a day. It's the road to June. We take this ish seriously, okay? At Locked On and at the Don't Those Art Lab, okay? Home of the West Coast buys. Begsy, man. Get me all ramped up. Get me all emotional. I don't even want to ask you how you're doing. I don't even want to ask you how you're doing, okay? You pissing me the... Making fun of me, calling me weak. Begsy, man. Uh, what's wrong with me? Uh, tell me straight up. Tell me straight up, like, what, what are my biggest flaws as a Vancouver Canucks fan right now? Well, I think right now, because, uh, again, you follow the team on a day-to-day basis, I think you're getting engulfed in the drama. So I just got to set the record straight on something quick here with Begsy's Ballad. You know, there's a lot of noise out there right now, as we've talked about on this episode already. But, you know, some of the noise is just BS, man. You just got to not believe it, okay? I'm reading stuff out there that Elias Pedersen might not sign with this team because, you know, they traded Bo Horvat. He was super close with him. Now he doesn't like JT Miller. It's JT's room. Now he's going to go, shut up. Shut up. And, yeah, I'm kind of talking about Taj right now, man. Seriously. I know this guy's got negativity spewing out of his ears from behind the computer there, man. But, again, so much negativity out there. So many rumors. So much BS. Just relax. Just relax. And some of our commenters, they're smart people. They get it. I've seen the comments throughout this episode. Elias Pettersson, yeah, of course, there's always a chance he's not going to resign. But in the meantime, don't stress about it, okay? Most of what you're hearing right now, 
or most of what's going on in your head is just noise. Just relax, enjoy the good hockey, enjoy the Canucks potential Stanley Cup run here with Elias Pettersson leading the mm-hmm. charge, and don't stress about the damn contract, okay? Because again, most of what you're stressing about is just noise. I mean, he could also just say, I want to stay in Vancouver. You know what I'm saying? He could say that. He could just say that and, like, not do it, you know? Just, like, say it and then not do it. It's all good. But he could, he could also do this too, okay? Let me break this down too. You know what? If Pedersen and this bridge has burned with Vancouver, so what? If we if you win a cup this year with us, leave. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. It's all good. Now, going back to that one trade offer that Harpoon slash Jimmy brought up, now it makes more sense that Harpoon's the one that made that trade offer, right? Because this guy's delusional, always just saying the most, saying the most. Again, Patterson, Potkoles, and Hoaglander in the first for Fantilli, Kent Johnson, Yurchek, and Boone Jenner. Relax, man. Relax. That being said, I got to do it again. I know this is this is dark. This is dark. But let's say the Vancouver Canucks do make a deep playoff run and Patterson still wants to, you know, get out of here. Like, like, what do you think? I, I, you're probably not going to want to answer this, but what do you think Alvin learned from tree living in Calgary when dealing with a player like that and a trade like that? You know what I'm saying? Again, I don't know if there's a lot of learning lessons because I feel like those players that are predetermined in their minds that they don't want to say anymore, right? I mean, tree living was prepared to give Johnny Gaudreau the, the bank, right? Um, so, I mean, maybe it's not seeming desperate. Maybe it's just trying to do a better job of selling him on the road ahead. Um, but I think that's easier to do in Vancouver than it was in Calgary. Um, now, that being said, if Pedersen leaves, that's a big part of it, right? But, you know, you look at the Canucks right now, and they got another young, absolute all-star in Quinn Hughes, right? Calgary didn't have that. Like, it mm-hmm. really was true, the drone true, true. Chuck, where true, true, true. in Vancouver, it's Pedersen and Hughes and Demko as well, although Calgary had Mark and, uh, March and so I think that's a bit of a wash. Um, so I don't know if there's any specific lessons he can take away, but I do think... Uh, we've seen it before that uh, Alvin is probably a bit more of a smarter and methodical gem than Brad Tree living there. Whoa. Um, in Calgary. And also a well, champion. Look what he's done with Toronto, man. Look what he did th- throughout his Calgary tenure. There's a lot of bad moves in Calgary, a lot of moves to criticize so far in Toronto. I don't think Tree Living's a great GM. <laughs> I think I'm going to give Alvin more credit than that. Alvin's a champion, too, man, for real. Uh, look, man, I, I think I keep seeing comments about like him wanting to milk it and blah, 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 and he wants all this money. I'll, I'll say this again. I said it yesterday, okay? If you want to check out my reaction to the uh, Alvin Rutherford, I mean the Alvin uh, McIntyre piece, do so. But I said this yesterday, okay? I don't think money's a problem. I don't think money's a problem. I think the Vancouver Canucks are willing to make Elias Patterson the second most richest player in the league. You know what I'm saying? If not number one. I don't think money's a problem. I think it does come down to what Whale was talking about and Pedersen being convinced that this is a place where you can win consistently and he's going to have the best time playing hockey. Vancouver, he knows it to be a beautiful place on the outside, and now he just needs to hear it, dude. He needs to see it on the ice and, you know, a couple playoff round wins, blah, blah, blah. But I do think that when he does hear the crowd, right, in Vancouver, do their thing, and that feeling of getting dubs and scoring goals in the playoffs, he'll be quick to pick up that pen. Yeah, let's go. I like you just casually said a couple playoff round wins. Like it was nothing. Dude, man. but I got to put that out that there. We won. need that, man. <laughs> for a team that has won, uh, what, what, if you maybe two playoff round wins, if you want to count the the play, and I don't count that. They yeah. won one playoff series in 2011. Yeah. He just casually, like, a couple playoff rounds. The wins. Vancouver like, Canucks have won, have won two playoff rounds in a playoff season only three times in their history. So, again, they've only gone past the second round three times in their history in 50-plus years. 
What a mediocre franchise, man. That being said, let's live in the moment, okay? This team is stacked. The big six, superstar players all around, doing their thing. We're blessed. We're winning the cup this year. Let's just focus on that. I promise, Trevor, I will be a lot better at being composed and, more importantly, again, being in the moment. Uh, that was another episode of Locked on Canucks. Let's get out of here. Okay, I got a lot of work to do. We're snowed in. I'm effing behind. Begsy, I know you got to be a dad and also be a financial advisor all at the same time, so you got to get out as well. Hit the like button. It does really help us out a lot if you did enjoy the show. You don't know what that like button does, man. Honestly, the other day, I had we had, what, like 20 likes on a video? Or no, 50 likes on a video? Dude, I took my mom out for dinner. I said, Mama, we made it. So give me that confidence, okay? Hit the like button. Subscribe again if you did enjoy the show. Begsy, sign us out. Hey, shout out to everyone tuning into Locked On Canucks, whether you're an everyday or an occasional listener, a first-time listener, a new subscriber, or those of you who join us here on our live on YouTube. We love each and every one of you, your families, your cats, your dogs, and your snakes too. Coming up later on Locked On Canucks this week, I do want to talk about Boone Jenner. I know he's been tossed about in some crazy trade proposals, but Boone Jenner is a guy I really like a second-line center. Whether that's this week or next week, that's something we want to touch on as well. Uh, also, the Canucks got a pretty soft schedule ahead, so we may talk about them potentially being presence trophy champions. Let's go, baby. Uh, all that and more uh, previews, recaps, news, analysis, breakdowns. It's all here on Lockdown Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy, live from Levi Stadium, is Kyle Bowen. And you've been listening to Lockdown Canucks. Hey, shout out to Mr. Whale. Shout out to Dingbat Brothers. All right. Shout out to Junior. Keep it positive. Shout out to Callum Sandu. And yeah, let's get out of here. You just listened. Yes, just listen to another episode of Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.